Hi, Andy Malfurbina. What's up, Corey? How you doing, bro? How's it going? You know, I've been looking forward. I've been looking forward to just having a goofy one, you know? Like yeah, a, just a, a real silly goose. We don't really know each other very much, but I know we have some mutual friends. And I know that you're also a silly goose because I've heard you on some things. And yeah. I know I just... I'm in the mood right now to be kind of a goofball. So let's just start it out. What's up, dude? Dude, I'm always down to be a silly goose, man. That's like, I at the end of the day, because like I get, you know, we're all into politics. We're all into our opinions and all this other shit. And at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm all about being a silly goose. Because like right. giggling, giggling's way more fun than fucking figuring <laughs> out what the fucking best opinions are and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I just, just, uh... I'd rather just giggle over dumb shit. Did you see the... I did an I did an episode with Rob Cruz recently, and I, I yeah, named it. Yeah, I named the episode. I named the episode "Goose Shit" because that's all we wanted to do was just just become silly goose. Yeah. Dude. Well, geese is geese, silly geese, I guess. Yeah, I think technically it would be silly geese, but it ain't. It's whatever you want it to be, bro. <laughs> so, how long how long have you been in the area? Uh, Jersey. I've been in. Uh, I've been in Jersey for about two years. Two years? Yeah, two years now. And then before that, it was PA. I'm digging. I like Jersey a lot. It's like more expensive, which is annoying, but there's just more shit. Like the one thing I noticed immediately moving to Jersey is like, well, like PA, where I lived in PA, uh, right outside like Allentown, Bethlehem area. If you guys know what that where that is, uh, there's like a shit, you know, shit ton of Chinese places. And then there, I remember there being like one one Thai spot and then like one Japanese steakhouse. And like mm -hmm. here there's like I'm a stone's throw away from like a bunch of different type of like Asian cuisine, like Vietnamese, mm -hmm. uh, I guess Japanese, Chinese. Uh, um, yeah, there's a dude actually. There's a sushi place right down the street from me. You know what I mean? It's just there's so much more. And then besides Asian cuisine, there's so much more shit around here. I I immediately go to all the food there is. Yeah, my my brain wouldn't have went there, but I mean, if 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 it, if, it, if it's mentionable, then mention it. You know? Yeah. Well, food. I'm a I'm a big. I mean, besides just being kind of fat, like I'm in. I'm a fucking foodie. I guess I didn't think I was because like the term's so negative now. And then, like, my buddy broke it down for me, and he's like, no, you are a foodie. Like, you're, you know, you're always posting about it. You're always into, like, like d different shit. Like, and I get I get hyped about food, but not just, not just, like, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, the least pretentious foodie. Because I will get, like, I'll get hyped over, like, a McDouble, but then also whatever, like, the fancy, the fancy thing is, too. I, I, I just love all kinds of food, no matter how good or how bad it is for you. I, I get that way about like pro wrestling stuff. And I'm, I mean, that's, I also, I'm bringing that up because I noticed that you are also like a pretty big mark. So well, that's where we actually, um, that, well, not like met, met. Cause I don't think we had like too many conversations, but that's where we first sort of met was doing the, uh, work rate entertainment shows. Right. You did this. Yeah, dude, I commentated them. I, I, for like, I don't. Okay, I didn't. I, I forgot or whatever. I wasn't. I don't think I. 
I only worked there once, and I did the match with Tommy. Yeah, you did that. Well, I remember it. I remember it so vividly. Trust me, there was a bunch of dudes that I probably talked to that I can't remember. I remember you so vividly. Well, one, I edited all the footage. Okay. And two, you had the spot where you like picked up one of the kids and right. and like you and like had the kid kick the other wrestler. And I thought right. it was just like the most creative spot. It made me laugh <laughs> so hard. I was like, I gotta post this on uh Instagram. I forgot about that completely. Dude, it was I remember being like, that was so goddamn clever. It made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh, if anything ever makes me viral. Uh, that should have been it. That had the that had the definite potential. Well, what what the the coolest part about it was, and why I, I take so much pleasure in in some of the some of the things I do within you know within the wrestling business is that that kid apparently told told somebody he was like the he was like the fire marshal's kid or something like that, and it, the guy like bragged about it a bunch and was like super impressed and excited about that happening and it like what made an impression on that kid oh and, yeah dude and he'll have that story for the rest of his life that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fucking story forever especially right. like, like, kick like, the, he probably embellished it i'll kick the crap out of that guy I didn't. yeah you know and you know how cool he was at school the next day dude he's yeah. just like oh what'd you guys do this weekend you fucking play you play sports in your in your backyard I helped a wrestler beat up another guy. You know what I mean? Like you probably <laughs> made that kid fucking weak. Yeah, or got him here probably. No, that was uh, I, that, that was fun. I mi- I miss doing that shit. I'm sure. I mean, you got a lot more uh, uh, wrestling on the books than I do. But like I doing that work rate uh, entertainment. Shouts out to Keikoa Hawaiian Warrior down in a uh, fucking hopefully tearing it up in Florida right now. Yeah. Um, but no, he, he, uh, started and, doing and congrats on being a dad now. Also. Oh yes. Yeah. Very. He's, very he's been a guest on this show before too, but back way back when I first started it. So, oh, nice, nice. But yeah, brand new father, Kikoa, but no, he had his own wrestling company in a uh, PA and he, I, I, cause I, like you said, I'm a big, I'm a big Mark. Um, and I just wanted to do anything wrestling. I didn't even know what I just literally was like. I hit up K. I was like, I don't know what I, cause I can't wrestle. I can't wrestle. All I'm, all I'm good at is like hopefully being entertaining and being funny. So I was like, do whatever you need. Like, and then he eventually got me on commentating and I was like, hell yeah. Cause like, I didn't expect to ever do anything even like an inch in the wrestling business besides watch wrestling. So the fact that K was asking me to commentate, it just felt like bonus points. So I was like, absolutely. And I, after doing one show, the first show I did was like kind of rough. It was like intimidating, but it was still, I had one of those moments where I was like, oh shit, I love doing this. I never like, I never realized. And then, cause like, I don't like, like, Outside of doing stand-up comedy, I don't get to be, like, a character like that. Like, when I'm on stage doing stand-up, I can be a little... I'm still, like, myself, but I'm, like, an exaggerated version of myself. But, like, doing the commentating, I could just be a complete character. And it was so fun. It was unbelievably fun. I, I, I... that it, and it was so much it was on a different level because I didn't... Like I said, I didn't realize I was gonna like it. I just did it because Kay was like, could you do this for me? And I'm just there to help. So, of course, I'll do I'll do it for you. 
It ended up being so fucking fun. It was ridiculous. Have you done commentary for anyone else? No, no, because like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Corona started, so work rate ended. Keiko moved down to Florida. I don't really have any other. I'm sort of like letting that, you know, just happen. However, it ends up happening. You know, because it's like I, if you if you pay attention to me for five minutes, you know, I like wrestling. So hopefully down the line, I just kind of put that energy out into the world. Something uh, something will get figured out. You know what I mean? Because I'll be hey, around. Let's do let's do something, man. Let's do let's do something where we're like call calling indie matches that like don't have commentary on. I'm like put it. We'll put them on put them on Twitch or something. Let's do something. Let's. Have fun with it, because I love commentary. I love doing commentary too. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so fucking fun. Aren't you? Aren't you? Uh, are you buds with Marin? Say again, Matt Marin. Matt Marin, yeah, yeah, doing a comedy Fight Club. Yeah. How? What was that experience like for you? Doing comedy Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. It's really fun, but it is exhausting. Like doing those. Uh, doing those roast battles and shit it's yeah, um I, I think it's just the the joke writing exercise is the funnest part like it's like well this is a joke that's specific for this day and this time that the people here are going to understand and like yeah. no one else in any other context in any other room is going to hear this material again or have that make any other sense to them so that's what the way i took it as that fun little exercise for writing it's yeah, no, it's definitely a very unique uh, writing experience because it's mm -hmm. you put a lot of work into, you know, like five, like when you're up there for five minutes and then, <clears throat> sorry about that, um, when you're up there for like five minutes and then you're never going to use those jokes again. And like right. for me, some dudes, you know, some some dudes or uh, you know, uh, dudes and uh, chicks and everything, when they do it, you can see they kind of just, like they they kind of like all right what do they look like what do i know about them and this and that well half the time i've done them i don't know the person so like mm -hmm. i'll look them up i'll look them up uh like the first one i did it was this against this very funny comic amama sardar and she was on a bunch of podcasts so i ended up listening to like four or five podcasts that she was on mm -hmm. and um and <laughs> No, because I'm just like, I'm just remembering. There's this moment you, you did them right. Yeah, yeah, I I did one uh, with uh, you know St Stephen Bulls. No, I don't know his name. He's he's got, he's got long hair. He wears a big bun as well, just like you and me. But oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, you got Stephen Mick long hair on social media. Uh, Matt Matt set it up for us to do one, and uh, and he I was like, you know what, just do an episode of the podcast. So we just sat here bullshitting for a while and then he destroyed me oh really oh you guys just like interviewed each other yeah we just hung out man we just did that's, one of these just hung out and then... like that's probably like the best way to do it that's what me and um that's what me and sean sean gardini when we were preparing for our headline match we mm -hmm. just like we just like were texting back and forth and like mm -hmm. it was just real it's real you know because like it's it's funny too because sean's a fucking sweetheart and like I have a like I have a I have a cat with only three legs, and mm. like I'm texting him and telling him like oh by the way my cat uh he's got three legs people 
find something for that a lot of time and he's just you know i find out sean's an animal lover and he's like oh three legs poor boy what happened to him and this, you know you like really the same thing happened with the mama uh messaging her back and forth you get to like know these people so now like i'm really good friends with sean now like we just had him on uh, our podcast panties in the mouth uh, mm-hmm. and like me we end up being out of like uh we've we've what the fuck being at like one show or two actually doing comedy fight club i end up seeing sean a decent amount because they ask us to judge uh, they've asked us to like judge once or twice now mm. but yeah dude it's like a lot of it's a lot of work so i always try to i i was talking i, th- I think it was sean yeah i was talking to sean about this the other day half the reason i prepare so much for those is because i'm horrified of the car ride home because i don't i don't want to bomb my dick off and just be because dude half the time i like any of time i've done that the car ride's been a minimum of like hour hour and a half you know what i mean i don't want to yo and 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 usually there's always like you know there's always like people you respect like fuck it like last like last time i judged what who was it uh sean was judging they had Ming Chen from Comic Book Men, which I thought that was cool. I love I, I loved watching that show, and then uh, Sydney Gant out of Philly. So it's like right. all all dudes I like and respect. So it's like if you go up there and like bomb your dick off, and you're like, "Damn, Sydney Gant knows I fucking stink. Sean knows I stink." And or who the <laughs> fuck? Is I'm trying to remember who judged my battle, but I knew like there was always these like there would always be a bunch of comics I respected. So I was right. more worried about bombing. And then, like, the judges being like, oh, you know, like, this is the first time they fucking see me. They're like, oh, I guess Andy stinks at comedy. No, like, it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't look at it that way, dude. I would look at it like going back to exactly what we said. It's five minutes worth of material that you're just going to use once for that specific thing. And, like, it's not a reflection on all your material. It's just yeah, a reflection yeah. on that type of material and that, like, that stinging way that you have to, like, deliver it in a very mean, deliberate sort yeah. of way or like uh, uh, it's not it's not you as a comic it's you as a as a an, a person who is in exchanging insults true true yeah and um i don't know i also too i get i get really in my head about it and i overthink it and i also i i internally very i don't know if people consider me have any uh, uh you know consider me a good roast or whatever but i internally take pride in my roasting so mm-hmm. i get like really serious about it mm-hmm. like uh back to sean like sean's only 23 so one of the things i do before i actually text the person and get to know him i just find their facebook and i just go through their facebook and it gets fucking weird because sean you know he's 23 it's not that long ago he was in middle school and he like started using facebook early in his life so i just hit a point where i'm like oh i'm just looking at pictures of sean as a child (laughs) (laughs) is your self-roasting yeah yeah and i'm just like i'm just like okay oh god i'm way too deep on this child's facebook (laughs) but you're like i gotta i gotta sit there and i gotta figure out what he looks like and fucking (laughs) you gotta figure like you got to think of like he looks like this, and this it's got to be like, got to compare uh, it to something. I actually shout out. You said you had a uh, Rob Cruz on, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. had a fucking when I headlined with uh, Sean. He he actually him and uh, Cody, right? That's his co-host. Yeah, yeah. Cody, right? And, yeah, dude. Him and Cody had a fucking 
brutal match like because they're best friends and they do the podcast and they know everything you know and they were going and i got i actually got self-conscious because i was like i don't know if my jokes are mean. no no not even like well partially but also like i was like i don't know if my jokes are fucking mean enough right because because their jokes were fucking vicious it was crazy uh yeah dude i i mean i uh I did one where I think Cody was there and I felt like weird uh, because the, it was, it was one of the roast battles where like when you get there, you see them and you meet them and you have to like put them down. And it's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm already like to, to people who are fans of a roast battle, who are coming to watch a roast battle. I'm probably not uh the people that they're excited about, like the, I, I don't like to go. Oh, this guy's got muscles and nice hair, and he's handsome. We don't want to. We don't want to like him. We don't want to cheer him on to be mean to somebody. So <laughs> I was like, I, all all said very humbly because these are all things that to me don't equal a funny person. You you think you're too sexy for roast battles, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> That's is that the impression that I'm giving? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. That's so, <laughs> um, so, so I just wanted to. I just did. Um, I, it was a uh, Vegas. The, the guy's name was Vegas. I don't, okay. I don't remember his last name, but uh, he was he was going through people, and then it was my turn to go up, and I was like, my idea going into it, I was like, I'm going to be overly nice and say very complimentary things because I don't think anyone else is doing that. So I said very things like very much things like you. You seem like you're very considerate of anybody else who lives with you to like clean up after yourself. You're probably a very generous lover. And I was saying all this nice stuff. And then the guy was like, uh, uh-huh. and, and like nobody, nobody was like popping for any of it. And I was like, wow, that sucked. I bombed. <laughs> and then probably threw him for a loop. The problem. Like, <laughs> why is he complimenting him? And then, and then he goes, well, you look like which this is like a roast. He said, "Like you look like Aquaman saw Johnny Depp's stylist or some something like that." And I was like, "Thanks!" Like <laughs> I did one of them, but you know, everybody took it as like it was insulting to me. But like I, that, maybe that was what they were all thinking. But I, I thought it was cool. I liked well, it. Which, I like that compliment. I think that's a compliment. Which Aquaman? Because if you compared if you compared me to Jason Momoa, like I'm I'm taking that as a compliment. But if you're comparing me to like cartoon Aquaman, where he looks like a Ken doll, maybe yeah. not so much. Yeah, I think he was talking about the Jason Momoa one. Which Jason Momoa and Johnny Depp are both cool and handsome, and yeah, I'll I'll like, take it. You look like a super high <laughs> that dresses like a cool guy. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Depp dresses like the cool artsy guy we all wish like we could get away with. Like you at. could pull, you wish you could pull that off. Like yeah, really? it's like that's no, like don't get me wrong. The way Johnny Depp dresses is lame on ninety nine percent people. Yeah, like if you see someone wearing like a a, a vest and a, like a hat, like yeah, like a like a cowboy hat or like a like a Abraham Lincoln hat. What a nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Johnny Depp, he hits it out of the fucking park. He crushes it. Yeah, dude, he dresses. I'm looking him up right now. He dresses like a dickhead, but he right. looks great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so god dude. Like he even he dude, he even rocks. Cause I hate you ever see the dudes who rock like the perfectly circular glasses? Like mm-hmm. 
Right. You know, like you know, you know who? Like in Secret was, Window. Secret Window. Yeah, that that, that was a the Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just. I only ever look at his uh, Google images. I've never seen the movies. No. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, if you ever see a dude who, oh yeah, 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 kind of like that. But I've seen it more so now, where it's like the two lenses are perfect circles. I always go, oh, you probably think you're smarter than everyone. Like dudes who rock those. Well, I. Uh... It, it, it also reminds me of, I think of, um, you remember the Master of Disguises that was like Dana Carvey? Yeah, yeah, Dana Carvey. And he did the, what, am I not too, am I too, not turtly enough for the Turtle Club? In the, in the It was just only in the trailer. And he had these like circular glasses on. Yeah, and anytime yeah, I ever yeah, yeah. see anybody with circular glasses, I think of the Turtle Club guy. Yo, I don't want to. I don't want to see that as an adult because I remember I remember when I saw it as a kid, it fucking was the best. And I don't I know it's going to stink. I know it's going to like be awful, but I'm like, I'd rather keep that memory of it being the greatest because <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had that with some movies. Have you done have you done that where like I've done it with my wife where I was like, you got to watch this movie. And then I show it to her and I was just like, oh, shit, it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way. Well, I think some of the movies that I just loved and like so much was that I like I can quote them all the time and I can memorize them and I can dissect them. I can think of like why that's meaningful and all that stuff. So I, I showed Wayne's World to one of my one of my girl one of my girlfriends of the past. And she was like not laughing and she was like yeah. i can see why you like this like yeah i don't know the same with like dumb and dumber or like billy madison happy gilmore tommy boy all those movies that or biodome which i brought up on the episode that i recorded yesterday oh that's brendan fraser right biodome is Polly shore and uh one no, of the ball i'm thinking i got encino man. Shore, okay. i'm thinking encino yeah. man yeah right I right right actually, you know what? I don't think I've seen Biodome. Yo, you know which one? You know which one my wife did to me that ended up being like a big fucking whiff was uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. That oh one. yeah, yeah, because they literally have <laughs> like they have parts where he's got an interior designer just mm -hmm. going around, and literally the joke is like he's gay, and you're right. <laughs> like, there's nothing more to the joke, and you're just like, right. ah, this just doesn't doesn't hit the same, dude. <laughs> Just it, yeah, I, I I mean I don't think that the Eddie Griffith stuff eating a eating a sandwich in the hot tub and uh, the tomatoes floating up and him eating them that's not the funny like that's it, just that's something that happened it didn't necessarily make me laugh but maybe yeah. their test audience laughed <laughs> yeah maybe well also too it's like you I've had that where um do you know that there's stuff like back in the day that fought like you were like this is the peak of comedy but it was just because like the sensibility of the time was different you know what i mean and but now you know it's just you know you grow up and you get in like life just you know the society changes yada 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 and just just things don't hit the same it's not necessarily like i don't know it, it almost just becomes like you almost have to tell people you're like just for context that ruled in 2010 <laughs> but it just doesn't hit the same in 2020 
Okay, so like exa examples that I'm thinking of. Um, I, I I loved I loved Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted one and two. I loved those. Like Bogus Journey and Excellent Adventure. I can quote them all day. Huge fan. Then Bill and Ted three came out, and I was like, Oh man, I've been waiting for this my whole entire life. So I, I'm I'm watching it and just going like. I'm just grateful that I have this. I'm just really grateful that I've had this. I've been waiting for this my entire life, and here it is. And I can watch it at my house. And I, I like got it like the day that you can get it. I bought it because I was like, I just want to support that this is hap this has happened, and yeah. I get to now now watch it. And I watched it, and it was like, mm, yeah. Mm. I, 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 I didn't go. I didn't go for the the third Bill and Ted one because like. Usually, like now, especially right now, I'm spending a lot of my free time like podcasting or streaming or like practicing my drums or whatever. So like when me and like if I have enough time to like sit down and watch a movie, I'm usually doing it with my wife. So and she hasn't seen I don't think she's even seen the Bill and Ted movies. If she did, it was forever ago. So I right. feel like like trying to make her watch three like I'm not even that invested in Bill and Ted. So trying to make her watch three would probably be just un just not a good move. So and I dude, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer and I was just like, ah, it's probably this is probably not great. <laughs> I remember for me, for me at least. I, I don't know if there's any hardcore Bill and Ted fans out there that have fucking ruled. But also too, yo, how do you feel about uh Keanu Reeves? Cause I always Keanu Reeves is one of those dudes who like I love him so much, but also he's not a good actor. <laughs> like he's got this he's got this weird thing though where like you watch him and he's just like he's not a good actor but I can't like I loved um what's the one like you killed my dog John Wick yeah, I, didn't John see Wick. I, oh, I didn't see those honestly I I've seen bits and pieces of them I think it's neat everything seems like it's one shot I think that's neat uh the there's a lot of music there's a lot of action uh, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. That's probably why you don't have to favor his acting because there's not a lot of acting in it. It's a lot of just action and and well, drive, drive, jump. There's this thing with Keanu Reeves where you're just like, he's, he when he starts acting, you're like, I don't know if you've heard people talk. Like, that's not... <laughs> That's not like do you remember no the, the best example of that on to another actor who is a bad actor, but I'll watch him in anything he does is Mark Wahlberg. Like the, mm -hmm. the 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 quintessential scene of how bad he is at acting was in um the M. Night Shyamalan movie he was in the where yeah, the happening where the mm -hmm. lady was down in the basement and she's like, You got whatever she was saying, she was like, You guys are trying to kill me, and he's like, What? Wait, what? No, yeah, no. and like I'm not, I'm not just reciting the lines. Like that's how he said it. Right. And, yeah. But like, bro, I will watch. But I don't know why he he's so he's similar to Keanu Reeves. They're just so fucking likable. I will watch him in any goddamn thing he does. Uh, me, me and my girl watched um, <laughs> Rockstar last night. Have you ever seen that? Two thousand one, Mark Wahlberg. I I have, but not in a really long time. Rockstar. I remember loving Rockstar. It's on was, HBO that, Max. That because I loved Rockstar because that's what I wanted to happen to me. Because I, I like I, I or 
no, we said it before the podcast. Uh, well, if you're watching the video, you can see I have a. I just got an electric drum kit, and I used to play the drums oh, a shit ton, especially in high school and stuff. So, like, my dream was, oh fuck, if I like, my favorite rock band pulled me out of the crowd and they were like, play this song, and then for the like, uh, however rock star fucking went, and they're like, you know, now I'm the drummer of my favorite rock band. Like, fuck, when I went to go see, when I was in like ninth grade, I went to go see Green Day, and they did. They did that thing. Like Green mm-hmm. Day, every show would bring a fan up to like play each instrument. It was wild. So I remember I was like, is this when it's happening? Or is Green Day going to ask me to be their drummer? <laughs> oh, what a glorious Green Day that would be. Yeah. The best wow. Mark Wahlberg is uh, Boogie Nights, though. That's That's the funniest not meant to be funny movie ever. Yeah, I don't think I, I think maybe I've watched it one time. I don't. It's the I one where he plays. A, I know exactly what it is, but I don't. Oh, okay. I, don't, I just don't. Uh, don't I don't wanna, think I care that much. <laughs> you don't want to see Mark Wahlberg be a male porn star? Not really. I mean, I saw it. I saw the movie. I just. It's no, no, not, not my not, favorite. Oh wait, no. Well, yeah, he's. I'm. Try, I was trying to think. Oh yeah, no, he does straight porn, and then at one point, okay. I was just trying to remember. I couldn't. <laughs> Sorry. Is it? There's so many like. It's just Mark Wahlberg not being a good actor and saying like hilarious porn phrases and shit. And then um um, oh who's the dude who uh he the dude in that movie he tries to. <laughs> it's my favorite part. I always forget his name. Um um, Louis Guzman. No no the the chubby white guy. Uh, uh it, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, yeah, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. And um he uh he's got that one part where he shows he shows uh Dirk Diggler his new uh his new car and then he's like, Do you like it? Do you like it, Dirk? He's like, Yeah, it's a cool car, it's a cool car. And then he like leans over and tries to kiss him. He's like, Whoa, what the fuck are you trying to do? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm such a, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm such a fucking idiot. I'm such a fucking idiot, man. I'm such a, it's like it's like it's like a fucking bit. Whenever I mess something up around the house, I'll just go to my wife. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm just a fucking idiot. I'm just a fucking idiot, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie's... Oh, dude, like, there's so many good goddamn lines because, like, they want him They want him to have... They want to do the scene, but he did too much, like, coke or whatever, so he can't get his dick hard. Or... or some, I forget what it was, but he's just like... He's like, no, it's my scene. It's my big fat cock. I want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude what is this movie boogie nice rules boogie nice fucking rules <laughs> um one second uh dan from next door is coming over to look at the, the cover right now dan's coming over dan, dan's from coming over from next door to 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 take a look at the garbage disposal because it's been not working oh shit well, hopefully, hopefully, every day. So, so <laughs> the, the thing that I laugh hard about when I think of Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, dude, good, good, great actor. I used, I used his scene as a monologue for auditions from Almost Famous. That that monologue when he does the whole uh, "Don't make friends with the rock stars" and that that whole the all that, I. I loved it, but um, talking about <laughs> the part that the the part that um, 
made me laugh out loud was when and along came Polly. He was at the basketball court and he said, "Hope you douchebags brought your A game." And he pecks and he pegs the basketball. That made me laugh so hard. And I then he. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever seen that movie, but I just the. I remember that the trailer for that movie was like iconic because there's just that scene where the the fucking hairy dude just rubs his face all over Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah. I was about to bring that up. I was getting. I was. I was getting that. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, um, the (laughs) that's the basketball game that uh, that Philip Seymour Hoffman got them into, and uh, the. Ben Stiller, that that's the that scene when that happened. I remember seeing it in the theater. So I went from laughing like that big to like just a couple minutes later, like I was like, oh, like it, it was like a jerk reaction. Like I was about to throw up. Like it was bro- so good for them for being able to um, to. They probably did that to a lot of people besides me. Yeah, but like. <laughs> that scene's got a lot of range in it. You go from fucking laughing to want to vomit. <laughs> I remember the only time that had ever, cause like I don't do you, do you cry during movies? Um, not really. I mean, I want to. I always do. I always like feel it like happening, and then like I feel a little throat throat thing. But like I I just can't ever get to where I'm like letting them all go. But I don't. Um, I don't. I want have... to. Yeah, I don't I don't cry during a lot, but whenever it's something with like if it's something with like kids and they're not like they're 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 not being loved enough or whatever, like uh, stand by me. Stand by me where the kid um what the what the fuck? What the fuck is it? Where his brother dies and his dad clearly like loved the de- like the brother who died more than the alive son and so like that created the insecurity with the kid and then there's like that scene in the e- there's this scene at the end where he's like my good enough dad my good enough dad i remember like i didn't cry but that one i was like oh shit <laughs> oh shit you, you know, know dude you know you know which one got me do you ever see the connor the crusher thing that wwe made yeah or i guess yeah. I- was technically the new no wwe made the video that one me yeah i watched that one night after me and the wife were kind of like just chilling having a few drinks and that that one got me yeah make a i almost saw Corey's butt right there um (laughs) um definitely a well-produced make a wish segment All all right this is uh this is my time go check out panties in the mouth it's my podcast with Nathan Marshall. He's a very funny gentleman. That wasn't the rule. The the rule what? wasn't just to, to, to put stuff over. You had to start singing '90s pop song. And then um, do wop, do bop, do bop, do wop, shibby do bop. Check me out on twitch.tv slash Andy Malfrena. That's how the song went. We all know that's how the song went, Corey. <laughs> so we uh we were talking about we were talking about Ben Stiller, and we were talking about. Earlier, we were talking about uh, sequels and like movies that I'm like, cr- I was crazy good at quoting. One of them being Zoolander. I had Zoolander like down. That was like, that was what actually inspired me to want my name had to have the initial CK because I wanted to do my gimmick when I first started that I was an idiot male model. Oh, really? Uh huh. So 
I was going to be Corey Castle, the the male model, but stupid. Like you googlies and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's always like almost like uh, like in a, a Tyler Breeze way, almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's such but a, this that's is such this is two thousand one when I wanted yeah, to yeah. do it. So this was twenty years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, so way way before it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wanted that to be my gimmick when I first started. That's why I picked the CK, and I had gotten like professional headshots done and shit like i was gonna have that be what i like had at the gimmick table but uh clearly i wasn't good enough for you know what i mean i was still brand new and i didn't have the platform really to get it over i mean i was like still so new and i was just like trying to get like my all my like five minutes that i had on shows back then to make yeah. them count can i ask you a question a wrestling question yeah why um the 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 eight by ten or whatever it is mm -hmm. why that always just seems like I like I remember I saw those and um I, I I saw it was like you know it makes sense like bigger wrestlers but I didn't realize until going to indie shows like eight by tens are just like the thing mm -hmm. you know what I mean I find it it's just like it's just it's just interesting that people still want to get a like a um like an actual nice you know what i'm saying i don't know mm -hmm. if i'm making sense i just i, I was i was surprised that like the whole eight by ten is popular because i remember there, there was a there was one dude at, at who would go to all the work rate shows and like get everyone's eight by ten and shit mm -hmm. and it just seems it just seems like a staple of the wrestling community well i mean that's a bigger question than why why in wrestling that's not really a wrestling that's anything like like horror movies, you go get a uh, horror movie actor's eight by ten at a festival, or like somebody who's uh, like a like that's in true. any. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I mean, in wrestling, I think it's also like like wrestling wrestling fans, and I'm speaking for myself, including myself in this. Like, we wanted to have a thing to like where we can go. One day I'll have a wrestling room all set up and I'll hang up all my eight by tens and I'll put them on display. Like I had that going on for me when I was a kid. I used to get eight by ten signed. Like I probably still have one that were like signed by Val Venus and D'Lo Brown and Honky Tonk Man and King Kong Bundy and stuff like going from shows in Philly when I was a kid. Hmm. That, no, that's pretty sick too to have them, especially like when they're doing Philly shows and shit. I just, for me, I think I'm more, I'm more of the guy who like wants to get a picture with them. You right. know what I mean? I mm -hmm. never, um, I'm always curious. I'm always curious about like you know, cause like I notice with wrestling fans, like they're re, they're really about their uh, like signature collecting. Mm -hmm. I've never been I've never been a signature guy, but that, that well, always yeah, that's all me. that's faded. All that's faded. Like people used to ask for signatures all the time back really? okay. back in the day, but no one's asked for a signature from me. I mean, probably because I'm not a big deal, but like <laughs> no one's asked for a signature for me. Like yeah. for, I could say probably like 2012. I haven't signed anything since then. Like people don't ask me. People stop like around like the time when phones got better where people could just take a selfie with you if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, but I, I think, well, I think re wrestling fans too have like a big, like collectible 
thing of their uh, of their like that goes into their fandom. They really like the whole collectible aspect. So I think that's why, you know, getting all the eight by tens, getting signatures and stuff, making sure, you know, get checking off the list of all like the different, you know, I got this wrestling thing. I got that wrestling thing. Cause I know also too, uh, like the, to- like the collecting the toys, which I, I'm not anti collecting. I think I'm just like, I don't have a room. Like, I think if I had an extra room in my apartment, I'd probably be like, should put some toys in there. <laughs> Probably, we're gonna, should, we're gonna just tack some toys while they're still in the box up on the wall. I have a, I have a couple. I have um, I know I bought a. I saw a Chris Jericho Funko Pop. I, I it's hilarious because I shit for the longest time. I would shit on Funko Pops. I'd be like, why? It's just did it. And then I saw a Chris Jericho one. And I'm like, I really need that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I have I'd, I'd get a J- Chris Jericho Funko Pop. I mean, I have I have I have three of them right now, and that's that's it. That's, yeah, and- I got a, I got I got the you just made the list Funko Pop. That was that was a big reason why I got it. So he's got like he's got the list, he's got the scarf, and fucking it's sick. And I at, when I finally got one that I really liked, I realized the point of having a Funko Pop is that you walk by it and you go, yeah. And then, like, so every day I could be like, ah, you just made the list and then go to work. <laughs> some, uh, some other fan of this particular niche thing that I'm a fan of didn't get this one because I got it before they did. Like, yeah. I love too how, I love too how like deep Funko Pops have gotten. Cause like before right. it was all, like, hell. Yeah. Well, before it was all the big shit. And then, mm-hmm. like, my buddy, uh, Nate, that, like I said before, I do the podcast with, he has a Funko Pop of Samuel Jackson from The Hateful Eight. Like, just a very specific... It's very... He was, the main char- he was the main character of the movie, but that's not, like, you know... I That, like, culturally, that Quentin Tarantino movie didn't catch on, like, let's say Kill Bill or whatever. It's just right. very specific. But, like, that rules that he can get Samuel Jackson's character from The Hateful Eight. <laughs> yeah it's it's in in like like my friend scott today was telling me about like marvel zombie funko pops and like and i was like i I mean he was like explaining what book it's from and why it's important like for your fandom and any fandom that's so specific that you can find a thing that's exactly what you want or like from the movie that you like yeah dude, that's that's why comic book fans gotta chill man because like all their stuff is getting turned into everything now i always laugh because i feel like comic book fans there's like i feel like there's a crossroad because you you notice it with like if dude if you go on wrestling twitter for five seconds there is a there's just a like a, a whole bunch of fans where their whole thing is like all right i just watched raw and smackdown now it's time for me to go on twitter and very detailed in a detailed way dissected and stuff and i think comic book fans do a very similar thing right yeah they do like that over analysis of it like they almost want like i because i i used to do um i used to do a wrestling podcast and i just got i got burnt out on it just because it was a it also just wasn't popping off so so i was like let's stop well it's like i was doing like a review show of like raw smackdown and nxt and i was like that's a lot of wrestling to have to watch every week for no one to listen to. For no one to listen to <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me, let me switch it. Did up. you host it alone? Um, I did it a little bit with my wife and then she wasn't, 
she wasn't loving doing it. So my wife and my I've done podcasts and stuff with my wife before. She's very good at it, but she wasn't loving doing the wrestling shit. So I just started doing it by myself, you know, doing like wrestling news and this and that. And um, it just, you know, just wasn't catching on. So I was like, all right, I'm going to I'll come back to it later. Hopefully when I, you know, grow grow more of a fan base or whatever and they if they want to hear me talk about wrestling because that's kind of like i felt like the universe was just being like we're good andy we don't <laughs> we don't need to hear your opinion well, so i was like all right i'll try again next time <laughs> well uh i'm i've been a part of a wrestling podcast for like five plus years now and uh it's it's easy to not have to to have other people that who did watch it and have an opinion on it on the show with you so if you didn't watch it, you can only hear about it and go, oh, I guess I should have watched it. Maybe yeah. I will still watch it like that. It's it 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 kind of sells it a little bit more to you. Um, so my suggestion, if you wanted to start doing it again, would be to find somebody else who's going to pick up your slack or, <laughs> you know, somebody whose slack you pick up for. And it's like maybe have it be like a friend who you watch stuff and they watch stuff and you guys got to like try to convince each other to watch yeah, the stuff yeah. you watched too do you watch? do you watch wrestling right now yeah yeah do you watch all of it um i don't i i want to say i want to say yes i do want to say yes but i'm not i'm not committed enough to to actually watch as much as there is so, so i that's the thing though it's like so fucked that was that was part of it too where it's like like, especially when AEW got popping and you're like, if I want to be, if I want to be a wrestling fan, that's like truly like in the know, like I know, I know the ins and outs. Cause it's like, if I was doing the wrestling podcast, like I want to be knowledgeable of everything that's happening. Right. So I have to watch three hours of raw, two hours of NXT, two hours of AEW, two hours of SmackDown. And then all nine, 10, 20 hours of whatever pay per view happened. Uh, and then, I will and, say, NWA dark, and then there's then there's AEW AEW dark, and then there's NWA power. Like it, there's just dude, it, layers on, and then there's MLW, then there's Ring of Honor, then there's New Japan, and all of it, all of it, all of it. It just goes like, all right, here's what the highlights are. Sell me on those. Yeah, and but then. And then also, too, if you ever try to, like, debate stuff, they're like, well, you're not actually – you only watch the highlights. You got to, like, really get into the show. You got you to really – and you got to know all of the, all these indie you got, wrestlers. You got to twirl story. that wrestling around in a little glass and take a tiny <laughs> little sip of it. Because AEW is going to bring on – and I'm not shitting on AEW. They do a lot of great shit. But AEW is going to bring on this indie guy, and you better know what he did in fucking Ring of Honor four years ago. <laughs> or else you're not going to understand why these two guys' feud matters. You know, it's like, right. that's my that's my one as a non like that was my one thing about AEW. They had a lot of great shit, a lot of great shit on AEW. But as a guy who mainly watched WWE, I wasn't super familiar with all the like indie dudes they were bringing up. I ne I didn't feel like they were always great at like catching you up. So I always just was like, that's why you know they would they would be. I always said AW had great um like they were the they were the, they had all the perfect moments that would go viral on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like they just always had these like great spots that went super viral cuz they were sick. And so like that would always like the matches being good would keep me in it, but I would be like I'd be like these two dudes doing dope shit. I'm not I'm not sure what they're doing. <laughs> I'm not sure who they mm -hmm. are. Right, right. 
Well, they, they have all the means to catch you up with who they are. They have all the means to show you the backstories or to tell you the backstories or give the opportunity, especially in the, the uh, corona pandemic times. They could have done a whole episode based around getting to know uh, Hangman Page, like what his history was, where he was trained by, who, like where he lives, where he, where he learned things. They yeah. have a whole episode to commit to Kenny Omega and why you should care about him and what he did in the, the make like documentaries like the network like WWE Network does, where like yeah. they follow like he was show a picture and say here's him when he was developmental in in WWE. Uh, here's you know here's him when he was the champion in Jersey All Pro. Here's like and then just like make it make sense for like w when I'm watching him on the thing, the mm -hmm. commentators can be like. Check out the extensive character study of Kenny Omega now available on this, and maybe maybe show a clip of where you can where you can go watch it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah like, I well, with also the billions that they've got, of course they could probably do that. Yeah, and also to a big thing for me is like WWE is so good at. Like I always joke with my wife because when I would be watching the the TV shows and and then we'd watch the pay per views together because my wife my wife's actually the person who got me into wrestling because I I watched it very sporadically as a kid and then when me and my wife started dating like we me and her would like when we first started dating we'll go go to a bar or something and grab drinks as you know when as like a date night or whatever but then eventually the bar cuz it's like we started to get into like a way more committed relationship so then the bar just gets a lot less enticing so we would like stay home you know grab some drinks watch a movie or whatever movies got you know after a certain point i think my wife started listening to like something to wrestle with or whatever and she's like oh they just talked about this stone cold match do you want to watch it and i'm like yeah, not you know, like not even being an avid wrestler watcher. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch Stone Cold do anything. He's the man. Mm -hmm. And then we started watching it, and this like light bulb went off in my head. I was like, oh, this is the entertainment I didn't know I needed. <laughs> like I didn't know <laughs> it was it was similar to like finding out I love doing commentary, actually. Right now right. That I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I met like we started watching it, 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 we would watch a little bit of wrestling every weekend, and then we ended up watching like whole pay-per-views. And then I ended up like checking. I was like, hey, why don't we watch the pay-per-view that's happening now? You know, the mm -hmm. fuck it, we got the network. And I just like I just do. I just fucking it's it's hilarious because everyone's got their story about like, oh, yeah, I watch wrestling all the time as a kid. And I'm like, yeah, I waited till 25. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I think ironically wrestling because like the, the, the joke is and it's kind of it's kind of like not really the joke anymore because. I mean, I still hear it occasionally where people go like, you know, it's not real. And you're like, dog, who, act? you know, no one thinks it's real. Right. Right. Like, there's right. some there's some it's, dumb wrestling. Fans, it's just a way like, to it's a way to just justify throwing it away and not paying attention to it. It's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a way to justify going. I grew out of that. Shouldn't you grow out of that by now? It's to minimize what I like so you can maximize to yourself what you like. That's really what it, it's not. They're not actually informing you. They're just going like, you know, I'm better than that. Right. <laughs> and then also, too, it's it's also funny to be like, all right, they like almost kill themselves every night. So let, maybe not. Let's say fake. Let's say right. staged. It hurts. <laughs> 
fucking hurt. I did. I did one flat back, and I immediately my respect for all wrestlers went up a thousand percent. I was like, oh, that's it was the weirdest pain, dude. K K was showing me it before that show in um at the school. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, weird feeling. Right. <laughs> I was like, I don't get, I don't get how you guys do it that much. That's weird, dude. <laughs> and then he tried. He was being a dickhead. He tried to get me to do uh the skin the cat shit, and I'm like, you know, I can't. <laughs> And then he's like, no, 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 try it, try it. And then he had That's like it. three, then he had like three or four of his students push me up over the rope. I'm like, yeah, I look at me. I know I can't do that, dickhead. <laughs> um, but those, uh, those rings, those ropes are like, like particularly hard to skin the cat in as, as compared to like the cable, cable rope rings. Like Keikoa's got real ropes on his yeah. ring, on the work rate ring. So it, it might it might sag down a little bit lower and it might be a little more difficult. I don't know if I I don't know if I've tried it like I will uh, every once in a while before shows just like that. Like you said, just go walk up to the ring and just start skinning the cat just for the heck of it. But I, I don't I've never do it on shows, So I didn't do it that day and I didn't do it in that ring. And like wrestling at shows that have ropes instead of cables is like pretty rare i mean really it's not yeah it's not something you see as much i mean i think the monster factory has ropes instead of cables and uh keikoa has ropes instead of cables and the samoans have ropes instead of cables and everywhere else you go is cables interesting so wait wait dumb question What, what what cables what does that mean like why am I not able to picture cables? So because all I all so, I can think of is like cable to plug in your TV. I can't picture yeah, what a cable is. It's like, like like steel cables, like the stuff that like holds buildings together. Oh, okay. Okay. So they, they put those, they they put them like they put a layer of foam around it and then yeah, tape yeah, yeah, yeah. it. And then tape it. And that's that's what the ring ropes are. But if okay. you but like some places have ropes instead of cables, like WWE has ropes. Instead oh, of cables, <clears throat> but like you're saying about cables, like AEW yeah. probably has cables instead of ropes. Um, w- WCW had cables, TNA, I'm sure, has cables. Ring of Honor has cables. Mm, it's so interesting. I, I know CCW had cables. Uh, I got trained with cables, the ring I got trained in. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I remember K I remember Kay was saying like that was probably one of his big I think that was like his big selling point when he was like mm-hmm. renting out the shit. He was like, right. it's just like WWE. And then you yeah, know, people it's a 20 by that. 20, yeah. Yeah, people would see that and be like, Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that 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 messed me up. Like I even like when I, I went and I was uh I did like a seminar at his school and like started like walking through stuff with the students, and I was like, You have to compensate because the ring that Kikoa uses for his shows isn't like this. The ring's bigger, and you got to compensate for when you yeah. do a whip off. You got to like go. You got to take like four shuffle steps into the center to make sure to make sure that it looks like you're shooting them out, not just going eh, and like they're running twenty feet. Uh, isn't a lot of isn't a lot of like wrestling like muscle memory? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like it becomes second nature. A lot of things become very much second nature. So, so if you're like, used to if you're used to a small ring and now you got what four extra feet, you know right. you gotta you gotta do a lot of readjusting. A little bit, yeah. 
but um when i did that show when i when i wrestled tommy that yeah. the show that you cut it together i beat myself up for the fact that i didn't i i'm telling the students compensate at kekoa shows because the ring's bigger and i didn't compensate in that match and i beat myself up for it to this day mm, and i'll be ashamed yeah. of that entire performance and not want anyone to see it the same thing with like if uh like a, a like a, a stupid pet peeve of mine it's beats me up only for the work that i'm doing so if i'm putting somebody up like on the corner like i'm going to go give them a superplex if i put them up on the ropes and don't automatically drape their legs on both sides of the corner like it annoys like i i wouldn't share one of those matches i wouldn't want anyone to see it it would just be that minute and if you see stuff like that happen on um AEW or WWE, you just kind of let it go pretty quickly. But me, if I see something like that, I'm like, yeah. ah, making me crazy. It's like, uh, what's the word? Ajida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ajida. Yeah. It gives my me a little bit of vibe. I learned that from my wife. I didn't, I, I remember uh, she was saying that one time. I'm like, are you just making words up? And she's like, no, it's a word, stupid. <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. You say that. Like, I love, I love learning those little details. Like you were saying about if someone doesn't move the feet, I, I know. And uh, well, you probably see this too, because you also do stand up comedy. But I, the one I always noticed you, the, or the one I should say that I just thought of as you were talking was when a comic goes up, takes the mic out of the stand and then just leaves the mic right there. Right. Just like uh uh you haven't been doing it for a while. You haven't been doing it for only a little Take bit. Take the mic and put it behind you. Yeah, and it's it's like right. you know, down. the joke they're still the same jokes, but there's something about the mic just not like get it out of your way. It's it's right. like it's this weird subtle thing that like uh, the audience will just be like, Why is it why is it in front of them? Why is it still there? <laughs> I, I liked I like to uh I, I like to feel like I'm seasoned in comedy sometimes when I'm like, All right, I'm about to hit the final punchline. Let me put the mic back in the stand and use both hands to like to to capitalize this. Oh, that's this such a punch. yeah. That's such a like I'm wrapping my setup. Fucking. <laughs> I also too. I I do this one where, like, especially if when I was when I'd be doing like open mics or whatever, if the guy or guy or gal hosting hits me with the light, and I know I'm gonna go like a smidge long. I always go, but I'll leave you guys with this to just be like, don't worry. I'm wrapping it up. Please don't, please don't be mad at me, host. Dude, I think that's universal. Like if you're at an open mic and someone says, I'll leave you with this, you know, they just got the light. Like yeah. if they say anything with, oh, one last thing, this, you know, that they just got the light. That's like, that's maybe that's just me being a, a comedy fan and see, being to so many shows and like, yeah, no, I, I being think so many it, mics. I think I think you're right about that. I also t I just like to I, I try to be like considerate, especially like I said before, if I know I'm going to go a little long because I just because like there be the occasional time. And if I if I know I'm like at a place where I can, you know, sort of bend the rules a little bit and and I need to like work out a bit a little bit more, I'll, I'll do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll just be Dude, like, don't worry. How, don't worry. How desperate are we as people to drive 45 minutes for three minutes at an open mic an unpaid like uh, we're out of pocket we're out of pocket to to like to fulfill some neediness <laughs> so some I, mean, it was, I will say when i first started it was a lot easier just because it was all like brand new and it was just so fucking exciting 
like the chance to go up and make a room full of people fucking laugh, you know, because like for me, you know, doing stand up comedy, definitely, definitely it was for a bunch of reasons. But part of it was definitely coming from like a need to be liked and a need to be accepted. So to just be like, you know, I had this thought and then a whole room of people may respond positively to that thought. It's like it's a fucking rush. So definitely in the beginning, it was like, all right, I got to drive 45 minutes. But when I get there, my favorite thing may happen, which is I say something and a whole crowd immediately gets like the most happy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that it's, it's so satisfying. Up. I think and then and then late. Sorry, not to cut you off, but then later into like doing it more. It, it was a little bit of that. And then it was also like, oh, I'm going to go get to see my friends because <laughs> like yeah. all of my all of my friends. I still talk to some people from high school and college, but my majority of friends are comics right now. So a lot of it, too, bro, there's some there's some nights legit. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this show. Oh, but fucking this guy's on it. That guy's on it. Oh, that's going to be fun as shit tonight. You know, grab a couple beers with those dudes. So there's some shows where I'm, I'm going to fucking just hang out with people. Dude. I'm stoked when like Dorian and Lemare and Jay are at show. Like, that's awesome. I, I, I'm, I get stoked when that happens or like at Mike's or whatever. And, yeah. Or it, it'll be like, it'll be like, sometimes it's like, you. it's satisfying on that level, but it's also satisfying on the level of like, all right, how, how stoked am I going to be when this new joke gets a pop? Like I'm working on this new thing. If then I'm working on this new thing and, and I wrote it like the way I want it to be and I deliver it the way I want to deliver it and it gets a, and it gets a good reaction. I'll, I'll be really, I'll be really excited. And yeah. also like, I like to record my, my sets and listen back to them on the way home and stuff like that. I mean, I never did that with like comedy fight club because I would never want to, I would never want to uh, hear back that stuff. I just don't care. Oh, it's- dude, comedy, comedy fight club. Cause there's a fuck. What was it? Yeah. There was a moment. Cause I got both the, well, no, I did three shows. Actually, no, I did a zoom one that if you guys want to see me at my worst, go to gas. It might still be on gas digital. Go watch the Zoom battle I did with Brian St. John. That was bad. That was the first time I had to be funny publicly since fucking COVID. That was brutal. Bombing on Zoom. And it's just like you just have all because who was it? Like um, there's uh, Keith Carey, I believe his name, which he's a funny dude. Karen Fian, she's really funny. And then I forget who else judged it. But like. So just seeing them, I respect them. And there's like a bunch of other comics and it's in that like grid format. And you're just like two inches away from your screen and you can just see all their detailed faces, not thinking your joke was funny. That was brutal. Right. That was right. brutal. And, and then yeah. especially if you're going against a killer, especially if you're going against a killer. Like when I told you the thing with uh, Steven, he, he murdered me on, and it was on zoom and people I like, like People I should know and respect as comedy people, like going, like. Yeah. Well, thankfully so. from thankfully for mine, Saint John was on there, and he's a super funny comic, but he bombed his ass off as well. That okay. didn't help either. That didn't help either because, like, there's a thing in those battles. Like, once a tone is set, it's hard to like get out of that. And Saint John did his joke. He said he did his first joke, super wordy, didn't fucking hit. 
And then now it's like, all right, well, he clearly bombed. Now it's time for Andy to be funny. Nope. Equally bad of a bomb. And then that just set the tone. Yeah, you can't recover. It's it's tough. It's it's tough to bring the wheels back or to bring the, the nose back up after that. It's so hard too, because like the second, like both of your jokes bomb their fucking dick off. If you have any joke after that that doesn't, that's not a killer. It basically just is going to bomb because I had two jokes I thought were I thought I like fucked up the delivery of one. But one joke I thought was I said it well and I thought it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't great. So it just it just ended up bombing. Mm-hmm. But um, wait, what was I going to say? Because well, we were talking about comedy fight club. I got sidetracked with my epic bomb. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. So I did the um, I did the roast with a mama. And I go, what was the one joke? I said, a mom, I was like, oh, I'm sorry if these jokes aren't great. I didn't have a lot of time to write them because up until three days ago, oh, her name's a mama Sardar, her, a mama Sardar. And I go up until three days ago, I thought I was roasting a halal cart. And that one got like a huge pop. And then there was another one. Oh yeah. I go, it's not my fault. Your name sounds like a general from a star Wars movie. And there was just something about that. That just got like a big pop and like that feeling where like, cause they popped hard for that one. And that, that just felt so goddamn good. And then for Sean, I said, Sean Gardini, his last, uh, his last name, uh, Gardini is Italian for small hands. And it was just something about that hit the room the right way and also too if you watch if you watch back the video as i hit the punchline they got a close-up on all the judges and so like just the judges immediately are like fuck when that one hit and it you know it's just you know right place right time with the joke and everything mm-hmm. and it just oh and then sean got me back good he goes give everyone give it up for allergic reaction bronson which I've heard, I've heard a million action Bronson jokes. So to have like an original action Bronson joke at me was like, you know, fucking chef's kiss, dude. Gardini's a killer. Go check him out. He fucking, he fucking crushes that comedy fight club shit. Um, but yeah, man, that pop that you get, that pop that you get when you say some shit. Cause there's like a beautiful thing about comedy where like we all have these different, like my favorite type of jokes are that thing that you know when you touch on something that people don't really talk about mm-hmm. not even necessarily because it's like a touchy issue or anything it's just, it just might be something like we don't all actively talk about because it's just like whatever it's something maybe we all subconsciously understand and then we just go on with our days and then you tell a joke and you just tap on that and like everyone the light bulb and everyone's head goes off and they're like mm-hmm. fuck yeah, and I'm trying. It's, to, I it's wish tough I to be somewhere that. where, and this is probably why I brought up why the 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 roast that went on before you, I was like, oh, you were nervous because that's how I get. Like if if I'm if I'm somewhere at a mic or at a show and like someone's on stage and they're really funny, I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta I gotta really bring my shit because I want to keep yeah. this this crowd alive. I gotta I like make you. sure I. I hit that first joke hard. Yeah, I'm like mixed. Like, I think there's some some uh, comics that if the person before them bombs, they're like, they're like, all right, I'll bring them back. But I, I don't necessarily do that. But also, if someone if if someone like crushes in front of me, I occasionally will have that. Like, I remember, I, I it hasn't happened recently, but I remember like back in the day. 
if someone would crush in front of me, it would get because I'm already prone to being in my head and it would like fucking. Yeah, it would <laughs> you'd be like, well, I'm all, I'm always like I, I, I can have the tendency of like, you know, you walk in a fucking room and you're like that. They're not they're not going to like me. You just look at the crowd and you like you like see their faces and like you just assume you're like they all look like people who wouldn't like me <laughs> and then the guy in front of you the guy in front of you crushes so you're like well they liked him and the whole time they're going to be thinking well i wish that guy was still here <laughs> right but um I, that's just that's just like silly insecurities oh i'm such a I'm, I'm such a comedy nerd like i go back to watching like funny people you, you ever see that movie funny people when like yeah, yeah, yeah. jonah hill's like Oh, you shouldn't have lost that weight. Nobody wants to see an in shape comedian. No one wants this. Like, oh, good. Kind of, oh, kind of true. In shape people aren't funny. And I was like, oh man, I'm in shape, and I'm I got this douchey hat on and a man bun. They're gonna hate me. But like, I have to go back to like the 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 comedy is what's important. The message is what's important. The yeah. the the delivery is the important part. So it's like I gotta appear as if. I'm legitimately a comedian so that you're not going to just go, well, this guy's I've already judged him based off of the, just the way he looks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird with the, with the, like with how you look. Cause it like, mm -hmm. it doesn't, it's not like a make or break thing. Mm -hmm. Cause like, if the jokes are funny, the jokes are funny, mm -hmm. but it can be like a thing. Like if I just went up, like, I don't know. Like, think about, like, if I just, like, went up with, this is, like, an extreme example, but if I, like, just went up with a crop top, like, mm -hmm. and didn't address, like, it would be a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Besides the fact that, like, my gut would be popped. But, like, still, I don't know. Like. It's a gimmick. Yeah. So there's, like, something about, I know I heard Rogan say, because he would get, I don't know. Like, it, it, there is some truth to that. Like, people mm -hmm. don't. People don't want to laugh at like in shape people. So mm -hmm. Rogan, I heard, would go up a lot with like baggy long sleeve shirts on. Right. You know what I mean? To kind of like just keep to hide his tattoos mind. and hide the fact that uh, hide the yeah. fact that he's like jacked as hell. Yeah. Well, I would always. I know for me, I'd always try to go up with like you know just nothing nothing crazy like you know i wouldn't i'd, I'd leave the like graphic tees at home just wear like a fucking hoodie or a flannel or yeah something. nothing nothing that's funnier than your material like, yeah, i just tell i just i just did this i talked i was talking on the, on the episode i did do you know uh dalton pruitt yeah yeah i i um i saw that <laughs> i saw that clip of him from real ass podcast it was so goddamn funny we was going in on uh their producer <laughs> Mike what no nah, i think his name dylan i think okay but he's, he's he just got the he got the kid he got the kid in his feelings and it just ended up being real funny <laughs> the kid got it was that shit where like you made fun of a kid and then the kid gets really like worked up so they're like well obviously now we're gonna make fun of you more and it just mm -hmm. dalton just dalton just worked the situation perfectly it was so yeah. goddamn funny. My 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 trainer, uh, my wrestling trainer, would be like, "If I'm not making fun of you, I probably don't really like you. If I'm not giving you some shit, like I probably you're probably not somebody who I think can take the shit. So yeah, like yeah. if if you if you don't take it, then I, I don't I don't want to give you shit anymore. So I don't I'm, I don't want to make you feel bad. I just want to laugh with you. 
Yeah, so no. I learned that lesson through wrestling training. Yeah, I learned that through just having like dude friends. You know what I mean? Like, I always get like, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a fucking I'm a born spaz. So like, I will have moments where. Well, I'm also too like I'm a paranoid psycho. So like. Mm-hmm. I'll have those moments where like something in my head, I'll just be like, what the fuck did you mean by that? And then like, and then like the dumb, the dumb Guido in me pops out. And then I just have like a, but that that's also too like the, <laughs> the fucking, the fucking part of me. Who's like a sad boy. <laughs> I should be like, he'd probably say that. Cause he actually doesn't like me, but I'll have, I'll have that occasionally. But like, no, most of the, you have that one time where your fucking head goes stupid, but then you ha- like most of the time you're like, yeah, but I've just had I've had guy friends my whole life. This is how we talk to each other, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I uh, I just I just I, I wanted to bring up the point, like when I was talking about the the nerves and stuff um, in comedy, it, it's not as the same in nerves, but the the way I the way I I learned this little lesson. And you might think this is neat because you're a fan or a mark. Um, I, I learned this through through um, like going to shows. I would always and I, I I learned this lesson on my own, and I I pass it on to whoever I'm in a match with who might not be as experienced as me. I'll say, which is most people, <laughs> no one does this for as long as I've done. People people give up. All my friends are gone. They don't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm the only one in my friends group who's still doing it. Hell yeah. Like every tag team partner I've ever had retired. Every <laughs> one of them. But but anyway, when I'm in there in a match with like people who aren't as experienced as me, I'll always be like, look, like look at the match that's on before you and look at the match that's on after you and think about what kind of match that's going to be and be something different. Yeah. Think about what that match is going to be and be something different. And if, you know, mo- I hate saying this because it feels like like a, like a humble brag or something. But if I'm in like the main event or something, I'll want I want to make sure I want to make sure the matches leading up to me are not going to be the same kind of match. Or I'll look at the card and I'll be like, well, they must have got a lot of chain in this one. They must have got a lot of technical stuff in this one. Yeah. They must have they must have got a lot of high spots. They must have got a lot of hardcore. I got to find a happy medium in that and find a way to structure my match in which I'm not going to be too much like the other matches they've seen and yeah. watch also like see also who's on that roster and what moves they do. Hopefully they don't do any of the same moves Somebody's as me. Right outside the door. <laughs> so what? somebody, you know, I just want to make sure uh, I, I did a show like in Ohio or something and it was like, for the the guy the guy who ran the show was a worker and i went out and i did i did two moves and he was like i'm i'm in the main event and the two of the moves you did are my moves like that's my finish oh, shit. you just burned my finish out and i'm like yeah but like you're you and they know you you know like i was like hopefully it's not that big of a deal <laughs> but i was i was young in the business at the time yeah, no, I feel that. No, I I know from like a fan standpoint. Yeah, it, it's if like by like the third or fourth match, if you've seen the same finisher, you're like, do something. But no, so that's like a smart. That's definitely a smart way to go about it. You know, you don't want to see the same thing every match on right. the on the card. Right. I, my my also my also impression that I tried to 
make sure I, I put on to whoever I'm in a match with or whoever's on a show with me is like, I, I apply this to comedy too. I go, the people who are seeing this, a good amount of them, a good chunk of them already don't like wrestling. And maybe this is their first time they came into it going like, I'm not going to like any of this. Um, and it's like, you, you, you have a performance that is going to change whatever the perception of wrestling is, hopefully. So mm. if I go like, I go, we'll make sure we hit all these things that I know are going to look good. And it's going to be emotional peaks and valleys, the crescendos. And it's like the people who go, oh, I knew all that stuff was kind of bullshit. But the guy who had Castle on the back of his tights, that was really good. Like, so to be the thing that makes the person who's never been there before have something to remember you by. Yeah, so yeah. not just by going out there and going through the motions, it's like I made you feel something. And I hope that you remember that feeling. And I said the same thing I said with that, that like little kid that I, I picked up and hit Tommy in the face with. It's like that kid's <laughs> going to have that story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kid that I hit Tommy with, you're like, what? Oh, it was a show. It was a wrestling show. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that kid's going to have that story for the rest of his life. Yeah, and, that's pretty. And, that's pretty rad. And what if one day that kid goes, "What was the name of that wrestler?" And then he like Google's me and finds this show. Like that's neat. That's so yeah. cool to think about. To think about like when I was when I was like three or something. I probably told the story on here before, but when I was like three or something, my mom my mom took us to Disneyland and to SeaWorld. And I think there was like a stunt show at SeaWorld where there was a mm -hmm. cowboy. And the cowboy was on the roof of some house and he got shot and he fell off the house. It was like part of the stunt show. And I was like, that cowboy was my favorite cowboy on the show. And now he's dead. And I was like crying. I was three. I was mad. I was upset. And my mom brought me backstage and like was like, look, he's not dead. He's, fi he's fine. He's right here. And I like took a picture with the cowboy and I was like, uh, and I was like, I remember that for the rest of my life. I see the picture and I'm like, I remember how cool I felt here. I think about that and I go like, how do I apply that? How do I apply that to the memories that I'm creating for these people? Like that little kid. And, and the fact that like there was a, another show somewhere where I just gave a little kid a free t-shirt. Like it was yeah, like yeah. that, that's going to stick with that kid forever. Like he was just a little kid, but he was just like, Hey, his, his mom came up to me and was like, Hey, you were his favorite part of the show. Okay, well, hopefully he can take that favorite part of the show and bring it home with him in some way. Mm, that's really, um, yeah, that's cool. That's a, that's an interesting way to look at it too. Where it's so funny how, like, um, God, it's so funny how, like, certain things make an imprint on kids. Like how you watch that show and. You know, it was just that guy probably did that show fucking four times a day for years or something like that. But like that one show, you took that and you took that and you're like, this is how I'm going to apply this to my wrestling. Cause mm -hmm. Yeah, it, shit, shit really, <laughs> shit really sticks with kids. I'm just remembering how I had to stop. Like I, I, I realized I, have to, I had to stop teasing my nephew because he didn't get like the he didn't get like the nuances of like me fucking with him. You know, uneducated little because he's nine, so he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't get he doesn't fully comprehend that I'm just kidding. So the one I was making fun of his uh 
he was showing me the rappers that he listens to and i was like just just teasing anything he showed me and i'm like you listen to that like just being a dickhead and then the next time i saw him the next time i saw him he like immediately pulled out his spotify and he's like look who i've been listening to uncle andy and i've been listening to this guy he's really cool right i've been listening to that guy and i'm like oh shit this kid for like a month was like making sure he listened he was like i'm gonna listen to some good ass rap so andy knows i'm cool and i'm like fuck so i gotta i was like i gotta make sure i'm not a dickhead around this kid anymore <laughs> i i talk about i talk about this kid a lot on the podcast so before before i get into telling this story i want to say talk about my nephew a lot what the fuck shout, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to lucas twitch to sangro uh give him a follow on instagram or twitter uh mr spans but uh he used to be he used to be a roommate of mine and uh i i always talk to him about like the impressions and stuff i mean he's you know, he's young twenties or something. And I, I was, I was hoping that I was going to be some sort of big brother figure to this guy or some sort of like male role model to him. But then he, uh, he brought home like bod spray. Like remember yeah. the check out my bod. And I just picked on him wait, like crazy wait, for it. And I was wait, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that the one in the. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the one that looked like motor oil? It looked like it looked like something you clean your tires with, like you spray on your tire. And he's bro, that and like, was, that, dude, that was like a running joke for me and my friends in high school because it was yeah. just so crazy looking. I was like, what are they gonna come out? They're like, bod fragrance spray. Here's our new smell, fat cock, like you know, huge hard dick, just like you, dude. Like, it, dude, <laughs> it was so ridiculous. It literally looked like a bottle of like motor oil. It was crazy. So I was like, I, I think I made I made some remarks or something, and I was like, you know what? I hope this like moment doesn't stick with him because I know he's an overthinker like me, and I know he gets into his head so much. So I'm like, I <laughs> I had I I think I was like apologizing for it a lot. I might have apologized for it to him, but I might not have. So maybe this is the moment in which I'm saying sorry about that, Lucas. How how old was he though? No, he, he's I mean. He's like 20, 21, something like that. Well, he's not. He, he can get over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I used to. I, um, I'm, I'm like a fucking. I was about to say, I hate. Sorry, I was about to do my pet peeve. I hate when people say like, oh, I'm a notorious. And you're like, no one, no one knows you or knows you for that. <laughs> oh, oh in, infamously, I yeah. love ice cream. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, it's my, it's my mother's infamous fucking hot sauce. You're like, no one eats it outside of the family. It's not infamous. Shut up. <laughs> um, but no, I, um, I, I actually, I will say, because like 2020, we weren't really like allowed to do much. So I spent a lot of it trying to uncrazy myself. I got decent progress. But one of the big things I was working on, bro, I am, I am, I used to be so good at just like holding on to shit. Just like remembering a thing, remembering a fight I got in with a buddy from four years ago. And being like, you were wrong because of this, this, and that. And then it's like, well, that's the next two hours of my day. Right. And it's just like, it's completely fucking useless. It's a useless behavior to just. Because first time off, time wasting. Yeah, well, it's you can't wasting, get that time back. And if you don't, if you don't have a time machine, it's what? Are, what are you even going to do about it? Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just ruminating on that shit from the past. You know, it's it's like a mixture of both because it's like your past does 
affect your present. Like I've, I've been, uh, you know, I've been reading a lot of books on the shit and it's like, people don't realize how much their childhood affects the psycho that they are as an adult. Can, can you tell me what the names of those books are so that the people I, listening can hear? It's yeah. Just don't, don't ever say this in front of your friends. Cause they will make fun of you. Cause dude, self-help. This is a, this is a theme on the podcast is me uh, saying the names of the cringy names of the self-help books. I get. They're fucking great. But like the one, I, the one I'm almost done with is called love me. Don't leave me. <laughs> it's just like the names are, the names are so cringy, but no, it's, they're super useful, man. Like, or the other one, like unfuck your brain, which is just like, all right, calm down. But it, that one, that one's real useful. Cause it's very, um, it's like a, the, the 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 woman the author of it she comes from a like scientific and analytical of like this is what your brain like she has a whole chapter on like how your cerebellum works and shit in reference to like anxiety and negative thoughts and stuff i will say a lot of the books a lot of the books are targeted towards women <laughs> so i feel they'll always have they'll always have parts where like with you and your partner he may not think this <laughs> just like so it they're, they're targeted towards women a lot of times uh mm -hmm. trying to get him trying to get a man so that part <laughs> that part's funny to me <laughs> um but no it's um wait what was my original point oh yeah the 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 yeah the stuff from the stuff from the past is just like not it's useless to just like hold on to and like ruminate about that. Oh, I was saying about the childhood. Like, yeah, your childhood affects your, uh, does a lot to affect the way you are in the present, but to like, like it's good to understand that to like explain it. It's good to learn about that stuff to sort of understand why you are the way you are. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you may, you may be you may be like bad at expressing your feelings because you and your family never did that a lot you know and then you can understand and you're like oh that's why i do that it's you know and then you kind of get a grasp on that you're like oh okay it's just an insecurity i got from childhood and it makes like being more intimate with people easier and stuff like that it's, but it's like all your all your behaviors are caused from this trauma and a lot of those things the behaviors are learned behaviors and some of them yeah. that are negative can be unlearned and you have to know where they came from, but not get ang more angry about them existing and having that moment and go like that made me who I am. I like me. I really like me. Yeah. I've not taken back that moment. I, I, I mean, I forgive you for screwing me over. You didn't even have to ask me for it because I know that helped me become who I am. I freaking like me. I love me. Mm -hmm. So like, all right, cool. I, that holding the weight of you screwing me over, or you teaching me the wrong stuff, or you making me have these issues, holding the weight of that, I don't want anymore. So yeah, put that weight down. Put that weight down and go forward. And you can't do anything with it. You can't. Mm -hmm. You know that that weight that you hold on to. It's just it's just gonna make you mad and resentful. It's not like you can take that. Like, how much of a psycho are you going to sound like going up to your buddy and you're like, you know what? We really need to talk about this 20-minute uh, argument we had three years ago. And you're like, what? That That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> right. or that, And that's more of a uh, applicable to me. I'm sure other 
other people may be able to relate well, I mean, to that. But I mean, like, just generally speaking, holding on to that stuff is just it not there's nothing useful to, to do with it. In a broader sense, it's like you the second the second the words left the person's mouth, the second that happened, they stopped thinking about it. Yeah. But it hits you, you replay it a billion times. They don't think about it as much as you think about it. So like it's hurting you way more than it's hurting them. So just oh yeah, dude. I, I forgive. Um, my buddy one, my buddy a couple weeks ago like sent me a message, like shitting on me, and like I turned it into a whole big like I was raging, just being like, like, like why the fuck would he say that to me? And then I called him later that day, and I was like, yo, he's like, I was like, dude, do you have a problem, dude? And he's like, what? And I'm like, that message you sent me, and he's like, what? Like, dude, he didn't even remember. He, it happened like fucking 30 minutes before that. Couldn't remember the thing I was fucking talking about. That's how little it like mattered to, to him. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. Can, can I ask what was the things that he was saying about you? He was just like busted. It, it was, um, what the fuck? I was, it, I was posting something on my Instagram story um about what the hell i was making a joke what did i say i was making a joke hmm i can't remember what it was i was i i but he was i was basically making a joke and he was like he was just like shitting on me being like yo no one gives a shit blah 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 this and that but like just literally doing the dude thing of like da 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 but it was one of the it was just one of those that like caught me the wrong way and like that's the problem too. Like you, if you're you were letting it marinate. Well, like think about it. Like th- say like you and me, say you and me, Corey had like an argument and like a fucking a couple weeks ago, and I just held on to that and started ruminating. So like ruminating on it, and like my my like um, you know, like my fucking cruising speed is thinking about that and being like, yo, fuck Corey, fuck Corey for that, fuck mm-hmm. that dude. And then, like, if you if you and me start talking and you try to, like, make a joke at me, my brain's at, yo, fuck Corey. And then you say that. And I go, yo, what the fuck did you mean by that? So you're already starting hostile. Right. And so it's like if you put your head in that headspace. And yeah, you're, you're idling. You're idling at at 75 miles an hour. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's a <laughs> thing I've been working on for me is, like, I'm I, I, I'm a guy who. I, th- I don't know. I think I just need to like fucking uh, uh, start learning how to fight and work out and stuff to just get rid of this extra energy or whatever. But like, I can, I can be a dude who like idols at like, like you know what the fuck, like you know, dude. It's like I've, I, I've, I've been, been having this idea all... lately. Like I, I, I really hope I hope that you can maybe apply this, like. Maybe, maybe instead of learning to fight, because like fighting doesn't get you anywhere, like, and it's temporary, you know what I mean? The, your body can only do it for so long, like, yeah. as an MMA fighter and or as a wrestler or whatever, you only have a shelf life that's about you know this long. I'd say, like, maybe, maybe use the weights as therapy. You, you get angry, get angry at the weights and go, yeah. like, I'm getting these, I'm getting these, I'm. Coming from me, it's like meaningless right now because I haven't I haven't been in the weight room in like a week and I, I feel like shit. But um <laughs> but like 
No, you're. Comes- I'm sorry. You're just reminding me of because my my wife's been working out a shit ton, and she's the she's the person who works out fucking five days, and when she takes the sixth day off, she's like, oh, "I'm being lazy." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, like, maybe, maybe, maybe recommit like the outlet to whatever that is, or yeah, have yeah. have conversations with with people who make you feel good, like maybe maybe that'll maybe that'll like offset some of the idling high like really you're you you don't deserve to do that to yourself you deserve better than that well i've i've I've, um i've trained myself over the years of like you know definitely feeding into like the stand-up comic mentality of like oh i have you know i have to be a fucking weirdo and i have to be fucked up or whatever see like right because if you aren't then you lose your fun yeah yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be funny if i'm not a complete fucking psychopath (laughs) right that can that can be the journey that got you to you know something else yeah and and but like i've definitely trained myself over the years to really spend a lot of time focusing on negativity and it's just like one of my big things too i've i've done like a real um analysis of my life and i'm like like you know i i was saying this on my podcast like i'm definitely not where i want to be career wise but generally speaking i don't have shit to be that mad about so i'm like why am i fucking you know like a powder keg half the time andy i'm going to cut all that out I'm gonna cut all that out, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna have it edited in. I'm gonna edit in you saying that again, but you saying. I say it on my podcast all the time. Then say, plug the podcast and where it's at, and then say all that stuff all over again. Can you do that? I'm really kidding. I'm not cutting. I'm not cutting that out. Oh, <laughs> but I just <laughs> wait. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not cutting that up. But I like I started making people like my friends who have podcasts who I have on the show. When they talk about their podcast, I want them to go my podcast and then panties in the mouth. Like put over the pot <laughs> available on available on Spotify and have a podcast. <laughs> like, so, are you really gonna make me repeat? No, absolutely not. No, but I'm saying like what I fucking said. <laughs> if you if you bring up your podcast again, you have to shamelessly plug it and where to find oh, it. Like yeah. like in the in the parentheses like inside of well, wait, verbal parentheses. Can I also do that if I bring up my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash Andy Malfrina? Should I do that for that? For what? I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't Twitch. catch that part. Can you say uh, that again? I, I said if I ever bring up the fact that I uh, stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Andy Malfrina, which is also my social media at Andy Malfrina. No, you can't do that, Andy. Hypothetically? No, 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 no. No, cut all that out. Cut well, all that out. Definitely- Okay, well then I, I'll make sure I don't bring up the name of my podcast, which is Panties in the Mouth that I do with Nathan Marshall. <laughs> um, uh, it's gonna be cut. Sorry. So you're just uh, wasting your time. You're just right. wasting well, your time at this point. Damn man, you run a fucking you run a fucking rough operation over here. Yeah, I mean, no nonsense. I mean, no plenty nonsense. of plenty of nonsense, but like that kind of nonsense, none of it. I don't know. I was pro- I was promised some silly goose activity. This feels like some drill sergeant shit, Corey. I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's too many so, gooses over here. That's bro, all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I, I, this goes back to a point I constantly say. It's like I'm not. I'm gonna not tell you that I'm anything. I'm not gonna tell you I'm a good wrestler. I'm not gonna tell you I'm a funny comedian. I'm not gonna tell you I'm smart. 
I'm going to just do the do the things that I love and give you an opportunity to see me do those things. And you can decide whether you think I'm funny or I'm smart or I'm a good wrestler. So if I go, if I tell you that I'm funny and then I'm talking to you for 20 minutes and you're like, oh, this guy's not funny at all. Then I'm, then I'm only, not only am I not funny, I'm a liar too. That's like that shit when someone, uh, when someone goes on stage and they got like crazy credits and then they like, bomb you're like now they hate you more <laughs> there's mm -hmm. this one comic she's a very very nice woman i'm not gonna say her name hang on one second oh. dude shut up <laughs> this is what there's one comic very funny nice nice person so i'm not gonna say her name but she uh apparently was like in the background of a fucking she's in the background of a sketch that didn't make it to air on snl <laughs> So she uses SNL as a credit, and I'm like, they're gonna that, know you were the expectations here. In fact, but also too, it's insane because it's like they're gonna know you weren't on SNL. <laughs> Why right. did you do that? <laughs> expectations. The expectation level. If I go, hey, I'm funny, and then and then I'm not, then I'm a liar. I'm a. I look like I'm a liar. And what's my what's my my character? That assaults yeah. my character. That offends your belief in me yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy i yeah when people ask me they're like do you have any credits i'm like just tell them the name of my podcast so hopefully mm -hmm. if they like me they remember it like i don't it's not gonna matter my credits aren't gonna matter if i don't fucking do good it, you know what <laughs> i mean well i <laughs> i, I had do my i was doing I should just do my credits at the end. You're like, all right, I've been Andy Malafrina. You may have seen me on <laughs> this shit. Whatever. I, I don't know. I was doing this thing where I was uh, I was having the ring announcers, uh, while they were announcing me to the ring, hold up their phone and read off my IMDb credits as I'm walking to the ring. And uh, so funny. it's obnoxious as hell. It's, yeah, it's great. <laughs> he was in. He was in. Shooter archive footage, Mark Wahlberg. We're turning yeah. back to Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg talk. I was an extra in two Mark Wahlberg films. I had screen time on Invincible. <laughs> Have you been in the background of every Mark Wahlberg film? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for The Happening, and that took place in Philly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. M. Night shoots all of his shit in PA. I, I had I had to fly to California to get in the departed in the background. Really? That was in California? Nice. No, I'm kidding. I don't know where it was. I'm just oh I'm just making sure I'm just it. making it up. I Damn, I was dude. definitely not in every Mark Wahlberg movie. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm not paying attention. I'm just taking you literally. I forgot the bit. I'm sorry, Corey. I fucked up. But it's cool. It's cool. I'll oh. cut it all. Thank I'm gonna cut all yeah, definitely I'm gonna take cut like the last like 20 minutes and get rid of it. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> as I as I my infamously said before we started recording, I said this infamously, I'm very notorious for never cutting anything. <laughs> I don't cut anything. I don't know how. So if I tell you I'm cutting something, it's because I'm doing a bit. Okay. Oh shoot. Now this just happened. Yeah, there's no screen anymore. Did your yeah. camera break? The second, the second that... <laughs> I don't know what happened. Hang on a second. 
Corey camera's not working. Dude, it's funny that that's the second the second that that happened. Like the second I said that was the second it happened. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> Pains in the mouth. Check it out. Pains in the mouth. Go check it out. Watch me play Call of Duty. I got to level up my battle pass because that runs out in two weeks and I have not been doing that. And if I want to level it up right now, it's going to cost me $40. Oh, so that's bull. I'm going to have to kill a lot of Nazis. Or no, it's Russians this game. So I'm going to be I'm a 30-year-old <laughs> man grinding out some Call of Duty. Yeah, there's so many children on that game. It's crazy. Oh, so... Yep. so so many children on that game that are just so much better than you at it. <laughs> it's an obscene amount. What are we doing? Is this my show now, Corey? All right. Welcome to Evolving with Andy Malafrina. Corey. Corey's dead. Corey has left the chat. I think I'm hosting this now. I have an electric drum kit. Corey, where the fuck did you go, dude? <laughs> He's having technical difficulties. I don't know. It's my show now. It's my can, show. Can, can you hear me right now? Yeah, Corey. I told him all your secrets when you left. No, I know. I, I could I could hear you, but I knew you couldn't oh, hear okay. me. So what the way I wrap up my show all the time, something went wrong with my internet. The second I started talking about how I don't cut anything and I don't like I, I just it it's not my nature. I'm not good at it. So uh the second I said that was the second my my camera went out. So what I do normally to wrap up every show, so I'll do it this way, is I say, hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This show, this show now solely belongs to you. Evolving with Corey, uh, uh, I'm sorry, evolving with Andy Malafarina. And you got to, you got to, in a very Jerry, Springer, Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, put it all into like a one minute bow, wrap it up, say what lessons we can learn from your life lessons and what this conversation's meant. And then at the end of that, after you've done that, just to keep it silly, do your best Alf impression and say, hey, Willie. Did you say, hey, Willie? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> you just want me to do an Alf impression? <laughs> yep, yep. Didn't he eat cats? Sweetie, can you get our cat? I need to do an Alf impression and eat it. Um... All right, so what did we learn today? Jerry Springer style. Um, we learned a lot. We learned uh, we learned that my favorite movie was uh, Mark Wahlberg talking about his big fat cock. Uh, we learned I have a podcast called Pains in the Mouth that you can get for free on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and we learned, you know, let go of shit. Don't hold on to stuff. It's stupid. If it's fucking older than a year and a half, it's older than 18 months, and it's not currently affecting you, let it go. Live your life. Live this life. Not someone else's. Do your fucking thing. Be real. Be dope. Go on with your life. And like I say on all my podcasts, be nice. Don't be a dick. And always remember, be about a bitches. And then what, did I, what was I supposed to fucking say? Uh, eat, give me a goddamn cat so I can eat it because I'm Alf. That was the quote, right? Hey, Willie. So, well, close. Hey, hey, Willie. Make with the fucking cats. 
I'm fuck. I'm a fucking alien. Alf out. You pussy, Willie. You dumb bitch, Willie. Asshole. All right, I went too far. I that, that was my, that was my favorite one so far. I want to also. I want to make sure I throw in uh, that that uh, <clears throat> if you if you've spent this amount of time hanging with us, uh, I I appreciate the the currency of your effort. And uh, man. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Corey Castle. Follow me on follow me on Twitter at Corey Castle. Uh, make sure make sure you leave a comment if you like it. You know, if you love it, scrub sub it. Go back and there's a hundred or two hundred and twenty-one other episodes. So uh appreciate your time and your effort. Same goes directly to you, Andy. Thank you, and, Corey. Uh, this has been a fucking blast, dude. Thank you for having me. I can't wait. I hope we can do it again, man. I hope we can get another one in. And uh, Without a doubt. And uh, if I can ever be any resource to you, please let me know. I'm happy that this is just the beginning. I'm happy that you're my friend. I'm glad about it, and I can't wait to, like, capitalize on it somehow. So no. meaning, like, yeah, being able to be a resource for you. Like, no, if you I have wrestling stuff you want to talk to me about, absolutely hit me up, dude. I'll give you my number. You can call me no, anytime. I can't wait to take advantage of any positives that you have and make them my positives, Corey. Yes, Together, we exactly. will flourish. Together, we'll sprout these fucking wings and crush this world. I'll spread my wings and I'll learn how to fly. <laughs> All right. I have, to, I, have to, I have to piss, Corey. All right. Well, dude, <laughs> you're the best. I love you for this, man. I appreciate you. Be Thank fun. You, have safe. Yo, for real, for real, I had a real fun time. This was good to fucking talk shit with you, brother. Yeah, Have it was, dude. One, it was awesome. Thanks so much, Andy. Keep right. evolving. Bye. Peace.